Hey everybody, welcome to episode 89 of the Is That Normal podcast, and today we're talking about engagement. Yes, so Randall, you're, you're going to have a wedding anniversary soon, yeah, right? So tell us, yeah, when is it, how many years, all those good things. It is April the 10th, and it's going to be our 12th anniversary, so, um, and and it's really cool. We have like several like people that are friends and super close to us that also like have their anniversary right in that time frame. Um, some good friends of ours, Shaley, Shaley not Miller anymore, um, but... Their anniversary is also on April 10th, and they're going to be celebrating their first. So that's exciting. And so lots of anniversaries celebrated all right at the same time. That's so fun. So, yeah, so we're going to talk about engagement today. Particularly, we're going to talk to parents about why um, arranged marriages are the best choice, right? That's 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 not what we're Prepare your dowry. Right. No, that's not what we're going to talk about today. But we are going to talk about (laughs) engagement. And, uh, you know, know, my my story is coming up in May, we'll be married, Shan and I, 24 years. And uh, and so. uh, uh, yeah, so I thought it'd be fun before we start talking about parents and kids and engagement to talk about our engagement. So, Randall, what what what's your engagement story Man. with Claire? Um, so I'll give you the super super Cliff Notes version. But the the first thing was um, that Clara's mom uh, pulled me aside one day when Clara wasn't around, and and I had not said anything to her about. But I was starting to think about that that. I was going to propose to her and her mom just like pulled me aside and she's like, Hey, whenever you get ready to propose to my daughter, um, if you'd like to use my engagement ring, I would love for you to do that. And she didn't say if she said when, when. <laughs> and, uh, which was such a super Stick neat, of approval. yeah, absolutely. It was such a neat moment. Uh, and you know, thing I got to share with her. And, and so I did get to propose with her mom's ring. Um, the, the flip side of that story that, I had this big plan because our first date, we ended up going to Branson Landing. And so I had this big plan that we were going to go eat dinner and then we were going to go watch the fountain show and I was going to propose to her. Uh, what I did not realize was we, we had set it up to where it would be the last fountain show and we nearly missed it because we were late getting out of the restaurant. And so we're, I'm, she doesn't know what, why, but I'm practically dragging her down, down the street there and we get there and the last show of the night, instead of being like the upbeat and fun music that it normally is it's a patriotic show so, <laughs> so 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 god bless america's playing and there's you know red white and blue lighting and and all kinds of stuff so we might have the most patriotic engagement um of anybody that i Go know america. so it, yeah it was it was a moment she was a little a little weirded out about the whole like why why we planned it with with God bless America but maybe that's our song. But she said yes. That's, yeah, that's where that's she said the, she said yes. That's the good and, part of the story. You know, so now when I hear God bless America I get I get you sentimental. Can, that's amazing. That's good. So that's like your guys' song. <laughs> that's then, our right? song. That's our that's song. Right. <laughs> yes. I tried to first, get her to dance to dance that at, at her the wedding, wedding. but <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh yes, Shannon and I um and she was Shannon was totally surprised. Was Clara totally surprised? Uh, I mean, she not knew, totally. She knew I wanted to marry her. Yeah. She just was surprised when and all of that that I did she, that. So. Her, her response was, well, I knew something was up because you were acting more weird than normal. That was basically... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I she did... Yeah, well, I'll tell my story and then I'll tell that part of that for me. So yeah, so I had planned... I was in Columbia and she was living in Bolivar and so she was going to come up for the weekend and so, you know, I've been planning and... You know, met with her parents ahead of time, all secretive, and got this ring, and and so, and I we uh, went to a park up there that I like that we like to go to, and they have these big like rock towers that overlook uh, this river, and so I took a picnic basket, mm. made a picnic basket, and I had 
the ring in one of the containers that was going to be dessert. Yeah. And so, but, uh, and so we got up there and we had a great time. It was a beautiful day and things were going well. Uh, but she, uh, she told me later that she knew something was up once we got to the picnic because I was like, rushing her through the meal like, <laughs> like are you done yet you ready for dessert you ready? yeah and so and she said i was acting twitchy and so uh so but yeah so then we opened the dessert and got down the knee and all that kind of good stuff and, and she said yes too so that's, that's you know yeah. that's always good yeah. so so the, the only question i have is yeah since we weren't able to uh instagram it did we really get engaged well that is that is a fair question but that's anyway, a fair question we'll debate that yeah. another day. yeah <laughs> So, you know, so thinking about engagements and engagement stories, you know, if, if you've done it right, you've put some thought into it, uh, you know, you've had to have some some creativity in what you're going to do. Uh, you had to have some coordination, like you had to, to match some things up and get everything in the right place. Um, and it takes courage and commitment to say, hey, I, I want to spend the rest of my life with you and and you might tell me no. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrifying. So, yeah. So, and so, and as we think about, you know, our parenting and our, our families, especially as kids enter that adolescence and into young adulthood, um, it, it takes the same type of things for us to engage our kids in a healthy relationship. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about ways to help parents with that. Welcome back. We are really glad you've joined us. And if you're new to the podcast, we would encourage you to check out isthatnormal.org and just check out some of our previous episodes. As we said, this is episode 89, mm-hmm. so we're 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 getting right up there close to 100. So yes, we so we've covered a ton of different topics and there's just um, lots of resources available. You can follow us on social medias. We're posting kind of supplemental content mm-hmm. along with that. So if you haven't checked that out, do so and hopefully you find something that uh, some other things that would be useful for you. Yes, yeah. So, Mark, tell us tell us about the, the idea of engaging our children. Yeah, so increasingly, one of the biggest questions that parents come to me and ask is, how do I get my kids to talk? How do I get them to, you know, to be present with us? How, how, do, we, how do we have a, a communicative relationship with our kid? And, and pe- uh, parents are finding that more and more difficult to know mm-hmm. how to approach that. And, you know, I know that, Communication is very difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, always has been. Like that always take, has taken work. I think there's some unique barriers that are going on right now in our culture yeah. uh, that are making that more difficult. Um, and so, you know, so I just trying to figure out some ways to encourage parents in some really practical things that we can do uh, to start down that path of opening up communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so it's something I've been thinking about a lot lately. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. and it, it really is difficult um, at times to to feel like you you're able to communicate effectively, especially yeah. with teenagers and get them to open up. And so um, it can be easy to, to kind of feel like that's a, a hopeless endeavor. Um, so yes. so let's unpack that maybe and, and yeah. figure out what are some of the underlying issues first as to, to what makes that so difficult. Right. You know, I, I think as a parent, you have got to be the adult and recognize <laughs> the barriers and you know, try try to bring your frustration level down, and you know, open your investigative eyes and say, so what? What's the problems here? Like, like yeah. what is keeping us from having that communication? And, and I think there's a lot of things that could be, and it's probably more than one thing. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I think expectations on both sides of the fence is a big deal. Um, I know uh, in my household, you know, I, I have expectations about 
when my kids are going to be present and how they're going to respond and, and what their engagement level is going to be. And, and my kids also have an expectation of, let me stay in my room all the time and never bother me. And <laughs> those aren't the same expectations. Yeah. So, uh, and, and so as parents, we have to, you know, see that, you know, what, what are our expectations? Uh, are, the, are our expectations reasonable? Do our kids understand our expectations? What expectations do my kids have that are, you know, kinking up what I want to see happen. And, yeah. you know, and so we have to begin that asking those questions so that we uh, see why we're maybe not seeing eye to eye. I think distractions is another huge part of that. I mean, and that's probably one of the pieces that's more difficult in today's culture. Uh, it's the same thing why we're seeing shifts in like the way kids socially interact with each other is that is that their ability to be connected or engaged or distracted by other conversations, other relationships, or other media has just like exponentially went through the roof. And so, you know, kids used to have to come out of their rooms uh, to to talk to anybody. They used to have to come out of their rooms to have group activity. Well, they don't have to do that anymore. And so, so there's extra distractions that are a barrier. And you know, as I've talked to young people and worked with young people, they recognize that's not the healthiest thing. It's just for all of us, it's easier, you know, you know it's that... Newton's law, body at rest, you know, it tends mm-hmm. to stay at rest. Like they're there, that's comfortable until to break them out of that, yeah. that distraction is, is hard. So. And, and conversely, I would add, mm-hmm. um, it, it's easy for, for us as adults to be distracted and oh, miss yeah. opportunities where maybe, maybe even though they don't come out and say, hey, mom or dad, I want to have a like conversation with you or tell you something that's important to me. They may be sending us those those cues or, or opening yeah. those doors and, and we may be distracted enough that we miss those opportunities yes. as well. Yeah. And that is a, a growing common complaint of young people is that their parents are on their phone too much. Mm, yeah. uh, so, so, so it goes both ways again mm-hmm. on, on that as well. Um, peer influence uh, is a big deal. Um, uh, we, we have moved into this time in our history where peers for adolescents have a greater voice than the adults in their life mm-hmm. and uh and peers tend to uh want to you know kind of kind of minimize the parent influence i was with a group of teenagers this week talking about hey what 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 what's fun what do you want to do what would it look like to do something fun and they said something without parents like that was one of their criteria <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. uh so so there's some of that going on too that yeah. you know um, that, that we have to overcome. Yeah. And, and that mirrors even things we've talked about before. Um, some of the, that aspect of not feeling like there's authority or experts in, mm-hmm. in anything anymore because information is so readily at our fingertips. Whereas used to, you know, we had to go to someone that we knew, knew more than us to educate us. And so they're carried with that some, some weight of, you know, that, that person, you know, having some authority over us mm-hmm. and, and anymore that, that tends to have kind of eroded because everybody has access basically to the same information at their fingertips, whether it's always accurate or not. And so, or we know how to apply it correctly. Yeah, yeah yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think that's huge. Uh, I think for parents, one thing we have to really be careful of too is lack of empathy. I think it's easy, especially if we're frustrated about how things are going to like want to blame and and uh, you know pigeonhole them into why they're acting a way that yeah. they're acting and um, I think a big part of overcoming this this problem of not having engagement with young people is to take a breath and say 
I need to understand where they're coming from, and yeah. that takes uh, that takes empathy, that takes some some self control, that takes us setting aside maybe some of our um, assumptions and expectations, and saying I I need to I need to take a closer look at this. What's really yeah. going on here? And um, and and sometimes what we find out is that our children are different than us, <laughs> and that can also be frustrating sometimes mm-hmm. for parents, especially. If it's things that we're really passionate about or things that we've really hoped for our kids and they, that's not matching up, mm-hmm. uh, we can get discouraged or jaded about that. And we just have to, again, learn how to try to gain some perspective, have some mm-hmm. empathy, and, and be okay with the fact that our kids may not be what we want them to be. Mm-hmm. And you know, and that's, that's a hard thing to say, but we, we have to learn some of that. And then maybe one of the biggest barriers is just bad conversation skills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that's that can be difficult because that that can be you know sometimes it's that's difficult for us sometimes it's mm-hmm. difficult for for teens to have yeah. any sort of normal conversation yes um, well so. <laughs> it, well and i'll just say this i you know as the older i get like breaking the ice with young people is is more awkward and more difficult yeah. as as time goes on uh, but it's worth it to go through the uncomfortable stage to get to the next stage, but you have to have that that courage, yeah, uh, and that planning to like say I'm going to do this. And, and and I would add to that sometimes sometimes it's easy for us as adults to look at <clears throat> the things that maybe um, are a huge deal in the lives of of kids and and say that's a really stupid thing to be completely an emotional wreck over, um, and, and have a little bit of that lack of empathy and that dismissal, but. But oftentimes, one, you know, we kind of have to transport ourselves back and what were the things that were big deals to us when we were still in that development stage that it took years of, you know, wisdom and and learning to realize that those things maybe aren't as big of a deal. But also, um, I know from my experience just working with students, sometimes listening in those moments opens the doors for some of those deeper conversations. A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, that kind of kind of takes us into, you know, what where, where do parents go with this, yeah. you know? So, so we start identifying some of the barriers, but what do we do? And it kind of takes me back to our engagement stories, Randall. You know, we we need to first recognize the importance that we want a continued relationship. You know, that's 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 step one. If we're going to you know, engage and, and, and propose some, some changes or some improvements in our mm-hmm. relationship, we have to rec- recognize, man, I really want this relationship to continue. And with our kids, we absolutely want this relationship to continue. So it's worth whatever effort it takes. Yeah. And whatever uncomfortable areas it takes us pushing into to do that, uh, and we have to do our homework. We have to we have to investigate what's going on, where they're at, what's happening with them, what they like, what they don't like. I mean, these these are all things that we need to start exploring. Uh, and so, and and in that, we're going to find out their preferences, uh, maybe find out about their experiences, and, and learn better learn their personality. And when we do that, we're better able to communicate, to appreciate them, and to and to bless them in the right mm-hmm. way when we start understanding those things. So that takes time and investigation. And yeah. so, so we have to be willing to be students of our children, yeah. of trying to learn more about them in order for us to be able to engage them better. Um, we also have to be, just like our engagement stories, prepared for rejection. Because mm-hmm. guess what? Our kids are maybe not super excited that you want to push into their lives and find out more about yeah. them. And, and if we at least at first, yeah. yeah. And if we haven't established that mm-hmm. open line of communication to where I'm asking you, you know, significant questions, there may be a, a level of skepticism of okay, what are you trying to 
do or what are you trying to get at or you know so until until that is a stout that line of communication and openness is established (laughs) you may get some pushback yes and so because of all that we have to realize you know we're committed for the long haul when i say yes to this that i'm going to engage with my kids i'm this is for better or for worse i'm Mm -hmm. going to push through this to the end um but i also realize it doesn't happen overnight there's going to take some times there's going to be some ups and downs in this but over time we begin to earn trust build open communication and suddenly they start opening up you know we uh, I had experienced this last Wednesday with some students that have uh, been coming for maybe a couple months and, you know, I've been just trying to learn their names and ask good questions and just tell them I'm glad they're there. And I've gotten lots of like, you know, you're an adult and yeah. I don't trust you, you know, or uh, I'm going to give you a one word answer, you know, to suddenly this Wednesday, like they opened up and started having a conversation and, mm. you know, but if I hadn't, if I'd like balked at the first kind of signs of rejection or yeah. push away, I wouldn't have gotten there. And the same thing with our own kids. You know, if, mm-hmm. if we say, hey, I'd like to sit down and have a deep heart to heart with you and your kid's like, get out of my room, weirdo. Um, <laughs> and we never go back, yeah. then we are, we're, we're going to miss out on that. So, so we got to, we got to be smart. We got to be strategic. We got to give it time and space to grow and build. Yeah. Um, and I know you've shared even on previous episodes, mm-hmm. um, like with your, with your own kids, even now, even having kind of established that that open mm-hmm. line, there are days where you're still even now you're still going to get that kind of shut down, not not exactly the response you're looking for, where you know maybe they're just having a, a bad day and it's not the right time to to right. have those conversations. Right. Oh yes, and and so you know so we we've got to realize you know what we want to do sometimes when we think things are going well is like we got to fix this and we got to fix this now. <laughs> And it's never going to work that way. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to have to slow that down and begin that process of building a relationship, just like yeah. you would with anyone. So, so where do we start with that mm-hmm. as we start looking to try to build those relationships? Yeah, there's there's several uh, great resources out there that have some ideas that I really recommend. Some of them we've talked about before. You know, Fuller Seminary continues to do a really good job of having a pulse on what is going on in kids' lives and hearts and minds right now. And their newest book, The Three Big Questions Every Teenager is Trying to Answer, has got just a wealth and indexes of questions to ask to explore your kids' lives and hearts. And, I mean, it's just fantastic. Um, I mean, you would have years of conversations out of the material that they have in there. And so it's a great resource. And then D6 has got several resources. They've got a couple books that have good ideas. Their DNA of D6 and their Recalibrate books have got some ideas on on conversations and engagement mm-hmm. like this. And then the D6 app has got just great family questions and things for you to engage your kids. Uh, a lot of light stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, so so sometimes the place to start with this is not like, like what's your deepest fear or like what's your greatest struggle? It's like, yeah. you know, what what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? You know, yeah. I mean, it's, we, we got to start building, you know, easy answers where we have conversations before we get some of that deeper stuff. Yeah. And so they've got some great things on their app. Uh, to do that and and it really all comes down to learning to ask good questions and then leaving space to hear what they say mm-hmm. uh, that's really uh, what we need um, Ron Hunter who's the CEO of Randall House you know we've spent uh, several different times with him and he shares games that he play, has played with his family and that he encourages people to play. And I think this is a great place to start for parents. You know, yeah. One of the things he challenges people to do is when you ever sit down and have a meal together is play the best thing, worst thing game. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, so what was the best thing that happened to you guys today? Okay, what's the worst thing that happened to you today? And, and, and so we begin, you know, and they might at first have a hard time answering that. But if you consistently do that, you begin hearing these benchmarks of what's important to them. 
if we yeah. just do that and we just listen. We don't try to validate it. We don't try to fix it. We just, man, I just want to hear what's going on in your life. And we yeah. build that. Uh, so that's something we do at our house a lot. I love that. Uh, that's something that I do with kids on Wednesday nights. And, and that's one of the ways I've gotten into that, having conversations with those kids. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, what's what's one good thing that happened to you this week? You've greeted me on multiple. You, you <laughs> ask those questions to everybody, which is great. I love that. Um, you know, a, another one, a good question is like, man, what are you excited about right now? Yeah. Uh, you know, just, it doesn't have to be the most exciting thing in your life. It's just like, what's one thing that you're excited about right now and start hearing that pulse of what is important to your kids. Um, and then another game he played that I, and shared that I think is really cool is the ball game where like mm-hmm. when we're having a conversation, he says he actually started out with a tennis ball. And like when he was, you know, saying something, he'd hold the ball and then he would pass the ball to his kids, mm-hmm. you know? So when he's at, he's like, Hey man, uh, you know, I really like it when, uh, we get to like hang out. What do you like? And then you pass the ball yeah. and they'd have to answer a question. And then they pass it back. And it teaches that reciprocal conversation. Mm-hmm. He says, and eventually you don't have to have the ball. It just yeah. becomes natural. But it's a great physical way to, to have an activity as a family to do mm-hmm. uh, and teach that question and response that we really want to see. So those are some great things uh, to start doing. And then once you start making a pattern of that and you start getting good answers and the kids start opening up, then you're going to be able to start seeing things that you can do with your kids that you will enjoy or they will enjoy. And one of the hard things I've had to tell parents is sometimes you have to do things with your kids that you don't enjoy that they enjoy. (laughs) And, uh, you know, in a week, you know, I I could uh, do anything from, you know, play Barbies uh, to, um, uh, you know, holding baby kittens to, uh, playing really difficult guitar songs with my son who loves bass uh, guitar, um, you know, to playing games that maybe I don't feel like, maybe I'm tired and I don't feel like mm-hmm. playing games. My, my daughter, Hannah, Hannah loves to play games. Yeah. And so what I try to do is when my kids get to a place where they ask me to do something with them, I'm going to try to say yes if I can at all. Yeah. Because that's an invitation to engage with them, even if it's not what I want to particularly do at the yeah, moment. We, yeah. we have a great mutual friend who who they have they have two daughters and, and he really just makes an effort to like find what each one of them and they're very, very different personality wise mm-hmm. and like, you know, one of them loves sports and so they always go to like some of these great college football games every year. But the other one was like, I want to learn how to scuba dive and, and he's like was terrified. He said, I I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I, you know, this but but he pushed through that to do that with his daughter and it's one of those things if you ask her about that like uh, she yeah. instantly lights up and it's like one of the highlights of her year is not only getting to learn how to do that because it's something she loves but the fact that her dad made that commitment to to do that with her it's so been amazing good. to yeah. see yeah oh that's that's so so good wow you know, and, and what that does is, you know, that, that gets us to a place where this is about relationship, not performance, yeah. you know. So, so often I think that's a challenge between parents and kids. Kids feel like parents are just looking for their performance, whether it's in academics or sports mm-hmm. or whatever activities they're in, um, rather than just being with them. Yeah. And we've got to get past that. We've got to get to a place where we just, they know and we know that we just enjoy being together. And that's when we truly get that mm. engagement that yeah. we're looking for. Yeah. Lot, lots of great stuff. Lots of great mm-hmm. practical things that, mm-hmm. that we can start doing to kind of ease into that. Um, so yeah. last thoughts. Yeah. You know, this is a process. It's not always going to go well. We're going to make mistakes. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to retract. You know, when we when we don't do it well, we just need to apologize and keep moving forward. When they yeah. don't do it well, we need to give them grace and keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. And uh, because engagement is worth the effort. 
Yeah, absolutely. So as we wrap up today, our two takeaways. Um, the first is to try some of try some of those games, those conversation starter games that, that you mentioned, and we'll have links to that those mm-hmm. those resources that that are available. But but try one of those out this week. And then the second is to su- subscribe to our podcast so that you never miss new content. So, mm-hmm. Be, be abnormal. abnormal.